This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Climate change is a looming, ever-present concern, and efforts to address it on a national level have largely stalled in the Senate. Soon, senators will be voting on a spending bill that includes some money for reducing greenhouse gases and increasing renewable energy solutions. But the president's Build Back Better plan, which allocates billions of dollars to fighting climate change, that remains at a standstill. All of this might have you wondering if leaders have other plans up their sleeves. But here in Chicago, the city is drafting a climate action plan that will focus on goals rooted in environmental justice and resident feedback. So here to tell us more about this is Kyra Woods. She's a climate and energy policy advisor to Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Hi, Kyra. Welcome. Hi. Thanks so much for having me today. So you're joining other leaders around the world in in creating this action plan. So tell us more about that process. Absolutely. So the process of creating a climate action plan is something that many cities across the world are undertaking, um, not only because of um, the moment that we're in currently, but this has been a practice for decades at this point. Um, Chicago's first climate action plan was developed in 2008 under the Daly administration. And while so much has changed since then, we have a legacy of um, some leadership here in the city. And so here in 2022, we are really grateful for an opportunity to set new targets that really meet the moment for Chicagoans, uh, our residents, our businesses, um, and the global stage as well. Yeah, so as you alluded to this uh, 2022 Climate Action Plan, it's been in the works for a while. So mm-hmm. talk us through the timeline so far. Sure, sure. So under our leadership of our uh, Chief Sustainability Officer, Angela Tovar, we have been working um, not only with internal stakeholders, thinking about our departments, our sister agencies, but also with external stakeholders to truly understand the priorities that um, residents want to see addressed um, and want to see the city take action on. Um, Of course, we're also working with um, a great technical advisor that is helping us to understand where our greatest impacts truly are. Uh, So we know that our greatest emissions come from our transportation sector and our building sector. So as we think about transitioning to 100% renewable energy, as we think about electrifying our bus fleet and making low-carbon vehicles more available to residents across the city, Thinking about how we actually execute that is where our community partners have been truly, truly valuable. So we've been working on this um, for some time, as you mentioned. Last year, last summer, actually, we began our briefings with external partners, with community groups, um, and even with a working group to really help prioritize these actions Mm -hmm. and to refine um, our direction and the level of ambition. Um, And we're really grateful now to be in a public comment period where we are continuing to hear from residents, um, you know, just everyday folks in Chicago about Mm -hmm. what they uh, really value and want to see. And honestly, this isn't the first time we've asked for the public to get engaged. We had some great turnout at two virtual town halls at the top of the year in January, where over 200 uh, residents tuned in and chimed in as well to to list their priorities and and, uh, preferences. Well, how are you making sure that environmental justice and equity are at the core of the plan? That's a really important question to address. So thank you for asking. Um, Equity is is definitely not a one-size-fits-all principle or value, right? It is something that cities and institutions need to practice, um, not only in process, but also to hold themselves accountable uh, to, right, to ensure that it is actually an outcome. And so as a part of the Climate Action Plan, throughout the plan, you will see um, opportunities where we acknowledge the considerations that need to be um, 
considered right. <laughs> as, we, as we think about implementation at the action level, right? So not just strategically, not as a theme, but as we think about specific actions around electrification or getting more um, opportunities for community ownership even of some of these uh, technologies or programs, that's where we're thinking about equity. And so it's racial equity, it's economic equity, it's opportunities uh, for new contracting and uh, the booming economy that we would like to see, um, not only for traditional businesses, but, uh, you know, thinking innovatively and ambitiously, too. Mm -hmm. Where are we at, Kyra, in terms of uh, reducing our carbon emissions here in Chicago? Yeah, so in uh, in 2017, actually, the city was completed its final or its most recent greenhouse gas emissions inventory. And so we are about 59% of the way there to our Paris Climate Agreement goals. Um, Back in 2017, the city, as a city, committed to the Paris Climate Agreement, um, given the lack of federal leadership at that time. So we remain committed to really driving that further. And with this plan and these actions that are part of the draft, we are proposing a 60% reduction of our emissions from that 2017 level by 2040. And so we know that this is ambitious and we know that this will take, honestly, some new programs, it will take some new structures um, to ensure that we're not only meeting that number for the the sake of climate, but for the sake of true community resilience, um, the opportunity for economic stability and economic growth for our Chicagoans. You know, it's good that you're soliciting feedback as you mentioned, because residents yeah. in neighborhoods are concerned about trucks and, and logistics with warehousing uh, growing. So how does the action plan address that, that growing economy? Yeah, so there are several actions that speak to our transportation sector, right? Um, and to your point, there are the trucks that go between facilities. There are the, the vehicles that actually deliver it to our homes. And so we are trying to address this um, sector holistically as we think about um, addressing our freight and our freight fleet, uh, we're thinking as a regional partner about partnerships with, um, you know, across the board. What does this mean for partnerships with Metra or CTA or PACE as well? Um, we're really grateful for the leadership that the CTA has shown as a sister agency. They recently released their roadmap for electrification. Um, and that's important, understanding how our buses weave in and out our neighborhoods, right? And transitioning from diesel pollution at that hyper-local level is also important. So I think we are, we do have a, a number of different actions that try to get at that freight fleet element that mm-hmm. intersects with our, um, you know, our logistics centers and the, the facilities within that economy, but then also the everyday elements of daily life in Chicago, like our buses or our bike lanes and our vehicles. Well, to that end, tell us a bit more about the goals of making CTA vehicles more green. Actually, they've started to transition their bus fleet to all electric already. I think back in 2014 was their first purchase of electric buses, um, and then they have actually already started work to electrify and have successfully um, made great progress on Route 66, our, the, that bus route down Chicago Avenue. And so that transverses the city from Austin um, over west all the way to Navy Pier, um, and they are already pursuing other funds for electrifying other lines. But I will tell you know our listeners, it's not just about the buses. It's a, a huge undertaking in terms of the infrastructure, right? You can buy an electric bus, but if you don't have chargers or their appropriate garages retrofitted for this work, 
you know, it's, you might as well not have that type of bus. So it's um, a long partnership that will really require consistent and sustained funding. It will require federal and state um, partnership. Mm -hmm. um, but we know that this is going to be a major benefit in terms of improving um, community health across Chicago. And the, the plan that they've put forward even explicitly acknowledges that the way they're trying to prioritize certain routes will be to offer the greatest relief to those communities experiencing greatest um, um, burden based on air quality or other considerations. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. And if you're just tuning in, we're talking about the city of Chicago's 2022 Climate Action Plan with Kyra Woods. She's the Climate and Energy Policy Advisor to Mayor Lightfoot. Kyra, increasing household savings, that's a pillar of this plan too, right? Yeah, that is. Why? Well, honestly, we live in a major city and that's always a concern. But as it relates to the climate um, initiative and our climate action plan, we know that for so many years people said that climate action wasn't a priority because it was costly. Um, but we also recognize that some of these these improvements are truly investments, you know, and that they can be ways to help families save money. And so particularly as we come out of our uh, this pandemic and truly think about our recovery, it's important that we are um, seeding all of the pillars with opportunities for families, for businesses, for greater communities to save. And so what we want truly to prioritize is helping residents save money um, through the tried and true efforts like, you know, reducing our power consumption, right? And one of the ways that we can do that is taking advantage of existing programs that either our utilities use or helping to support businesses that are helping families retrofit or weatherize their homes so that we don't have, you know, heat escaping in the wintertime and that we don't need to, you know, use as much of our AC uh, during the summer. But as we recognize the climate does change, uh, whether it is with increased stormwater or with precipitation and heavier storms mm -hmm. or increased temperatures over the summer, we want to ensure that families can be comfortable and that they can afford um, some of those changes that may need to take place for our, uh, our, our vibrant and livable cities. And there are opportunities for people who aren't homeowners, too? Will they be seeing savings? Oh, absolutely. And even getting back to your question about equity, you know, um, that economic equity element is important. In a city like Chicago, you know, it is, it is critical that you consider the single-family homes as well as the, the mom-and-pop landlords as well as the tenants. Um, and so the, the solution, uh, gratefully as a team, we recognize the solution isn't to say put solar panels on everything, right? That's, that's not feasible for everyone. But there are a host of other actions that we can take to reduce our consumption, to um, have greater resiliency, and then also to actually make uh, renewable energy affordable and accessible to more people. And so, gratefully, a lot of that is also due to the progress at the state level. Um, a number of these policies truly are uh, dictated there. But as a city, we are using our power and our size, our, our platform, to advocate for some of those uh, programs to be accessible to residents mm -hmm. um, that are renters um, or may have other living situations other than pure home ownership. So let's get back to the, the resident feedback piece of this. Sure. You're, you're aiming to ground this plan in feedback. You, you started with a round of online surveys. So mm -hmm. tell us what kind of input were you looking for with the surveys? Yeah, honestly, with the surveys, we <laughs> we had two live surveys uh, on our website so far, chicago.gov backslash climate. 
Um, and we have been really, really pleased with what we're seeing. As of mid-February, we had about 1,200, nearly 1,300 survey responses to one survey uh, that really asked people, what matters most to you? And over 82% of respondents said that they truly wanted better access to reliable transit. Mm -hmm. And I think results, and, you know, honestly, people were given a suite of um, different options to choose from. They were able to articulate whether something was more or less important to them. Um, and so transit raised, you know, was something that rose to the top. Access to renewable energy was something that also over 70% of respondents said was important to them. Um, also making it easy for families and businesses to actually sign up for renewable energy, that was important. The thing that residents care about and are concerned about is access, right? What pr programs or services need to be more accessible or more visible or ro more robust? Uh, gratefully, you know, there has been great leadership across various departments in this way. And so now we can go out and seek further funding for maybe, you know, beefing up an existing program or turn to other partners to say, this is where we're identifying a gap where mm -hmm. residents really want to see greater improvement. Um, and so people through those surveys were able to help give us some guidance in terms of themes or issues that mattered most to them. On the second survey, um, many respondents said that improving air quality was also really important by reducing pollution. And then again, access to affordable and reliable renewable energy was a second runner up. And then the third issue, again, was better access to reliable transit um, and, and affordable and safe transit. Mm -hmm. So we're really, really grateful for that. That feedback allowed us to refine the draft that is now in public comment uh, or open for public comment. And then what we are hoping to do with this set of public comments is to further refine things like vocabulary and readability. We want this to be something that's accessible to all types of Chicagoans. Um, and then also where there are some gaps or questions, we are really excited to take that input in as well. And so during this public comment period, um, again, thinking about, you know, ensuring greater access and, and engagement, mm -hmm. we have three ways for people to offer input. There is a hotline that people can um, call and leave a message in case, you know, a computer isn't accessible or that's not their preferred way of engagement. Um, and then, of course, there's an email address where people can offer their comments. And then we, will, we also have a form available where people can offer their feedback uh, more specifically to a, a strategy in the plan. So um, the plan is online as a PDF. It is, it is lengthy, it, mm -hmm. is, it is meaty. We are really, really grateful to be able to share this level of detail um, and ambition with, with residents, yeah. and we're really looking forward to hearing, um, hearing what, what folks think. Yeah, it sounds like this is a really involved, ongoing process. You're, you're incorporating this feedback into the draft. Why is it important to do it this way, Kyra? Sustained change requires coordination. It requires... Um, true participation at, from so many different partners, right? And so as we serve 2.7 million residents, it is important that we think about the diversity of the city um, and hear and make ways to hear from the diverse residents of the city so that we can design programs and policies um, that meet people where they are and that are responsive. Well, you know, some folks might be listening to us now, Kyra, and they might be skeptical. They might not think that their suggestions will actually be considered. What do you say? Well, I, I, I say that it's important to 
offer it anyway, right? I, I can't incorporate the input if it's not offered. Um, and so I'm really grateful that I'm not doing this alone. We have a, a team of um, staff here and other partners who are ensuring that we are getting this feedback um, analyzed and, and, and considered, right, and woven into the plan. Um, but then also I would offer that the Climate Action Plan seeks to set the goals, right, um, set the target, and then there is so much implementation that is required. The implementation truly is another avenue for people to offer their input. Um, and so if they may be skeptical this month, um, I encourage and invite them to be a part of the process, which will truly uh, be long-term, right? We're talking about uh, setting goals through 2040. <laughs> so yeah. there will be plenty of other opportunities. Well, before I let you go, tell us, you know, when you're hoping for a final draft to be written and presented. And also remind our listeners where they can go to review the plan. Absolutely. Well, I'll start with the second question. You can visit um, chicago.gov backslash climate. You'll, you'll find a host of other resources under the Resource Hub tab. And then if you go to the Get Involved tab, that is where you'll find the actual plan and the form where you'll be able to offer your feedback along with the number for the hotline and the uh, email address. So again, that's chicago.gov backslash climate. Um, and we are truly working on, you know, taking in this input already and analyzing it. So we hope to have a plan ready this spring, actually. That was Kyra Woods, Climate and Energy Policy Advisor to Mayor Lightfoot. Thank you, Kyra. Of course. Thanks for the invitation. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.